good morning. Welcome to Sin and United Methodist Church, and also welcome those who are following along on a Facebook live stream. Um, if you would stand and join in our hymn of praise, number 10 in the, in the hymnal of Worship the King. Thank you. 
the announcements are found on the last page of the bulletin. Uh, first amendment, Sunday, July 24th, is a nominating committee after church. Sunday through Thursday, this week, vacation Bible school from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, August 6th, is the yard sale. Uh, and for the charge, uh, Sunday, July 31st, there's an anointing service. And Sunday, August 7th, is Holy Communion. Any other announcements? For Bible school, even if you know a kid that didn't sign up, they can still come and register tonight. And for the yard sale, uh, fake good donations are, will be greatly appreciated. The fake good sale, people come just for the fake goods. So even if you're not going to be here, but you can bring them next week and we can freeze them, that would work too. It, oh, the, we have a dumpster coming this Friday, 29th, so we can clean out the parsonage and the annex. We'll be here for 10 days, so if anybody knows of any stuff that can be pitched, we can go right into the dumpster. Okay. All set? All done? I want to clarify the anointing service. It's not the healing service. It's an anointing service that I'm going to do the fifth Sunday of every month. So the next one's going to be in October. It, it, it's for to bring more blessings upon you. To bring more blessings upon you to be anointed. So if anybody is willing to be, wanting to be anointed, next Sunday we will anoint you with, uh, with oil. But it's not a healing service. That's something entirely, entirely different. Any other options? No. Do we have any children for the children's lesson? Yes, sir. Oh, I thought this was the children's message. It looked like it's the children's message. The child message. All right. So, have you ever heard of a knock-knock joke? I have one All right, knock-knock. Yes, sir. Hi. All right, we have a knock-knock. Yes, sir. Can you come out All right, knock-knock. Yes, sir. Orange. Orange. Why do you glad this is my knock-knock joke? All right, so. Um, I brought that up because the Bible does talk about a time when you are knocking and knocking and knocking. Um, Jesus was teaching his friends and his disciples how to pray. He said that if you went to a friend's house late at night and you knocked on the door and you said, hey, I need to borrow some bread or some food because I have a friend who's over and I didn't have anything to feed him. And your friend in the house said, it's late, leave me alone. What would happen if you just kept knocking? you get annoyed and eventually he probably give you some food just so you put knocking on the door, right? Well, that's what Jesus said. He said that if you knock so long that you can get everybody in the neighborhood, your friend will eventually get up and give you the bread. And he's kind of talking about God there. He's saying that that's what prayer is for. Prayer is how we knock on God's door and we talk to God and we ask for what we need. And he said everybody who knocks will have a door open to them. So he even taught the disciples a way to pray the Lord's Prayer. So we're going to pray that right now, right? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, 
the human power that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil, for God is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So just remember, when you have problems or you need something when you're there, Okay, and if you could stand, if you're able, and join in the uh, hymn of prayer, Sweet Hour of Prayer, number 433 in the hymn. This week, any joys took place? Oh, yeah, wait, I have a joy. Yeah, we were camping for three weeks, and we had Christmas in July, Fourth of July, and last week they had a Bigfoot search. A big what show? Bigfoot show. Yeah. Well, if it was a big mouth show, I would have been there. But big <laughs> Bigfoot show, no. Bigfoot show. Oh, okay. So you had a good time. Three weeks yeah. out in the wilderness. Yeah. In a tent. No, in a camper. In a ca- that's not camping. That's that, that's that, that's it. That's it. I figured what the, somebody called that on TV. We started out in camping, but we graduated to a camper. Were there any people there in tents, uh, other than the Indians? The grandparents would have campers in the 
I went camping as a Boy Scout, and that was intense. And we went to Allegheny, is that the name of the uh, campground down the road? Yeah, we went there for some of our ministry training, but that was in uh, lodges in, in the middle of winter. We were there in the month of like November, and yeah, the month of November before Thanksgiving, I think. Uh, two times we were, we were there for, for some kind of training. I don't know. It was a long time ago. It was over 12, 13 years ago. No, 14, 15 years ago. Yeah. But that's where we had our training. Well, we, we want to add on our list Brandon, 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 and his wife, Noel, because she's due within before the service is over with. <laughs> so we can't run overtime today. Now, hopefully the pastor won't be long-winded and we can fly right through it. I hope you don't mind this is all going over the internet too. As we, uh, send flowers and uh, gifts and uh, everything. We'll post on the internet the gifts that she's willing, that she's looking for, for the, for the baby. Do you know if it's going to be a boy or a girl? It's going to be a boy, so make sure your gifts are for a boy. And uh, Frank will make sure that the stuff is on the internet for you to send gifts, gifts to Noel and her husband. If you get anything, please let me know. Because <laughs> then I'll start plugging other things. <laughs> How about concerns? Do we have any concerns? Roseanne and Tom. Roseanne and Tom. My son, Tom. Your son, Tom. And, and we should pray for our, no matter, no, I won't say it. We should pray for our president. Matt. Sydney broke a wrist. What about a broken record? Sydney broke a wrist. Oh, yeah, we knew that two weeks ago. Okay. It wasn't on the horse. It wasn't from a horse. No, you smacked her. She, drinking again, huh? Chasing fireflies when she fell. <laughs> yeah, she broke broke her wrist. Yeah, I question that. The moment somebody comes up and they have anything on their body exposed, I question. What happened? All my stuff is hidden. You can't see it. Any other concerns? Your great-granddaughter broke her foot. Great-great yep. or just great? One great-granddaughter. And her name is? Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Does Mackenzie come over here and ride a bike uh, now and then? Okay, all right. All right, I know Mackenzie. Anything else? No? That's all right, I'll come to you. This is good exercise for me to walk like this. You people on the internet, this is good exercise for your hips. Remember that. To walk that way. Any physical therapist will tell you that. Is that me making that noise? Yes.
Well, let us enter into our atmosphere of prayer and we'll raise our voices up to God Almighty. So let us pray. Speak, O Lord, for thy servants hear. The prophets speak, but cannot give us the spirit. They speak beautiful words, but if you are silent, they cannot inflame our hearts. They bring forth mysteries, but you unlock the meaning of, of sealed things. They point out the way, but you give us the strength to walk in it. What they do is only outward, but through your instructions, you enlighten our hearts. They, they, they walk outwardly, but you give fruitfulness. They cry out loud in words, but you impart understanding to those who hear. Speak therefore, Lord, for thy servants hear, for they have the words of eternal life. Speak to us to the comfort, however imperfect of our souls, and to the changing of our whole lives, and to the praise and glory and honor everlasting. Dear Lord, we pray for the leaders of our country, our community, and our church. We pray for the well-being and safety of our youth. We pray for the good health and well-being of the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. We pray for the law enforcement, and we pray for the military, especially Second Lieutenant Carl Smith. And we also add to that health workers. We offer our prayers for Ed and Kathy for their well-being and better health. And we pray for people who are going on vacations for a safe journey, an enjoyable vacation, and a safe return trip home. We pray for all those who are suffering who have some sort of, of health issues. We pray, pray for them that, that they're given the strength and uh, the courage to get through what they're fighting. And we pray for our vacation Bible school which starts, starts tonight. We pray for the success and for all the young children that will be here who will be learning about you and your son's, son's word. We pray for Jean Ivanko. We pray for Roseanne and Tom Burkett. Tom, June's son. We pray for our president who is dealing with another bout of COVID. We pray for Sydney who has a, a broken, broken wrist. And we pray for Mackenzie who has a broken foot. Now, dear Lord, if there were names that uh, had come to the people while we were praying, let them say, share those names out with you now. Dear Lord, let us bring our prayer time to a close by praying together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. 
Would the ushers please come forward for the presentation of our tithes, gifts, and offerings. Gracious God in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come this fourth Sunday in the month of July to worship you, to sing, sing your hymns, hear your word, hear some psalms, and hear the word that you have to share with us today. We thank you for all of this, and we ask that you use these tithes and gifts and offerings that have been collected by, from the congregation to be used with, help, with the help of running your church here in Sydney, Pennsylvania, and we're spreading your word throughout the entire area over the internet. We thank you for all of this, dear Lord, and we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend. Amen. You may be seated. Our reading today comes from Luke, and it has to deal with something we've already heard twice. It comes from the book of uh, uh, Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John, that's John the Baptist, taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us of our sins as we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation, which become known as the Lord's Prayer. Words to live by, the words of God. Thanks be to God. Something came to mind, and I'm having to write a note. A note. If I was at any of the other churches, I would say it out loud. 
But because we're on the internet, uh, uh, so today we're dealing with behind the words of the Lord's Prayer. And the first sentence, Jesus is telling us three things. The first thing is that our walk with God is done with others. Oh, we don't need it now. Next week. Our walk with God is done with others. Not alone. Two, he, he was using a revolutionary new concept. It's not to us, but it was in those days. Referring to God as Father. The Jewish people were raised not to say the word of God, let alone call him father. They could be put to death because of that. So there was another reason why the Jewish leaders were after, after Jesus. And the third one is hallowed, means the opposite of common. Jesus was telling you that your lifestyle can either be hallowed or bring damage to God. Next, we have three personal petitions. The first one, give us this day our daily bread. Us speaks to the individual needs as well as the collective needs. You'll also find the frequency of praying this prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. <laughs> bread implies anything physical, emotional, relational and or spiritual. We're also tells, it also tells us that our daily essentials are provided for and life is to be lived one day at a time. Do you have a name picked out yet? Yet what's the name going to be? Jackson. Jackson. Oh, Jackson. <laughs> General Jackson? That's his first name, General Jackson? There's a famous Civil War general by the name of Jackson. Stonewall, oh, Stonewall's his first name, and Jackson's his middle name. Yeah? So when you send her gifts, make sure you put on there to Jackson, so we know who it goes to. Do you have other kids? This is your firstborn? Oh, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. You need to come next week so I can anoint both of you with oil, okay? I'm not a parent, but I do know this. Life is going to change after you give birth, you know? So enjoy it while you can, because things will change in just a few weeks. Are you looking forward to it? Of course. Now the second petition is easy to say, but very hard to live it. Forgive us our trespasses, as we have forgiven those who have trespassed against us. To be forgiven, you must be a forgiver. When things are right with God, then things will be right in your life. You think something's not right with your life? Then you need to examine your life and see what's wrong with God. What's wrong? That I, what's, what's, what's the bad connection I'm having with God? Something's wrong there. What do I need to fix? And it's, it's not, it's on our part, it's never on his part, it's on our part. We have the tendency, oh, this is important. I, I have a little thing at home that I, and I try to go through, watch, I'll, I'll, I'll forget in this sermon, and, and follow this. 
We have the tendency to use the language of law with things we have to do. Using words like should, ought, have to, need to, and must. Instead, we should be using the language of grace. Using words like want, like, desire, and choose. By speaking this way, you will release resentment and resistance from your language, and you will become freer and then able to enjoy forgiveness and freedom and extend them to others, just by changing some of the words you use. The third and final petition, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. A lot of people misunderstand this, and they think it's a foolish suggestion that God may lead us into sin. God is trying to give you the spiritual protection needed to keep you from falling into sin. Because once you take that step, it's a slippery slope, they all say, and down you go. And deeper and deeper and deeper. The last phrase, thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. This is how you are to live your life. Not in circumstances of life, but in faith in the one who controls your life and eternity. We end by using the word that expresses acknowledgement, agreement, commitment, and confidence, and that's amen. There are three life lessons learned from this prayer. The first one, take all your major and minor concerns to God. All of them. Not some. Not all, just your major ones. Major and minor. Two, you are given what's best, not what's needed. So many times we're given something we don't even ask for because we're asking for is, is, is something that we would like to have. And God is going to give us what we need. But many times we don't realize that because we're not listening for that. And it just comes and goes through us. So you have to pay very close attention when you ask God for something. He will give you something back in return. But it may not be what you're asking for, because what you're asking for is just, you know, something you'd like to have. He's giving you what you need. Three, God wants you to walk in obedience, not victory. This is a nice change. Obedience is directed toward God. Victory is self-directed. Obedience is directed towards God. Victory is self-directed. The Lord's Prayer is meant to be a template, like a recipe, like a clothing pattern, like blueprints or cookie cutters. They all provide a pattern that we are to follow. So it is with the Lord's Prayer. Now, what are the benefits from the Lord's Prayer? The most important relationship that you can have and build upon and receive strength from is with God. Are you okay? 
Oh, she told me stomach and looking down like, oh my goodness, no, my now's the time. Does anybody know what to do? We don't. They don't teach us at ministry school how to deliver babies. No. <laughs> your quality of life may be based on the quality of your relationship with God. Your quality of life may be based on your relationship with God. Praying the Lord's Prayer establishes this relationship and builds upon the connection between you and God. The Lord's Prayer is quite simple in its form and length and quite insightful. It's only five sentences long, and we all know it. It contains essential wisdom that requires serious thought before it can be fully appreciated. We've all, we've all learned it throughout, throughout our lives, probably as, as children. But you just learn how to recite it. Do you know what the meanings are behind the words? And what it's supposed to be emphasizing? It's been said that the Lord's Prayer has two purposes in our private prayers. Used at the beginning of our prayers, it awakens all, awakens all kinds of holy desires, which leads us into the right pathways of prayer. Can't go wrong there. Used at the end of our prayers, it sums up all we choose to pray for in the presence of God. So it makes no difference where you use it. No matter where it's used, it's being used and for the best purposes. When you pray the Lord's Prayer, I pray you have a different perspective, one that will provide you with a deeper spiritual experience when praying this prayer. We pray it every Sunday. Hopefully you pray it every day. Well now, hopefully you have more of a spiritual insight into what was meant. Jesus didn't just make up this prayer. These words were given to him by God. So the next opportunity that you have to pray the Lord's Prayer, pray like you know what and why you are praying. Now the prayer I'm going to conclude with is an example. I followed the Lord's Prayer as an example. And it's only 94 words long. I didn't count all the words. The computer picked that out. Pick that out for me. So this is, I'm following the template of the Lord's, of the Lord's Prayer. So let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we bring to you all the honor, praise, and glory that you so rightly deserve. Please look after our safety by providing the protection we will need during this day. Let our eyes and ears be open to the needs of those we encounter in our lives. May we be guided by your will and not ours throughout this day. We believe in you, the Father, you, the Son, and you, the Holy Spirit, for our comfort and peace, and not from the riches and ways of the world. Let it be so. So let us now end by, by singing our hymn of serenity, Near to the Heart of God. It's on the screen or in your hymnals. It's on page 497.
May you pray the Lord's Prayer, not in a rote fashion as we often do, but slow down and take the time to consider the words you are praying and pray it with a more deeper understanding of its meaning. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and all God's children said, Amen. Oh, let's do that again. And all God's children said, Amen. Ah, that's what I